Thank you for making this precious investment into your life. We believe the Word of God will transform you and usher you into new levels of God's goodness today. Be blessed as you hear this message. In Mark 9, 14 to 29, we have a word that I believe will uh, help all of us. And when he came to his disciples, he saw a great multitude around them and scribes disputing with them. Immediately when they saw him, people were greatly amazed and running to him, greeted him. And he asked the scribes, what are you discussing with them? Then one of the crowd answered and said, teacher, I brought to you my son who has a mute spirit and wherever it seizes him it throws him down he foams at the mouth gnashes his teeth and becomes rigid I spoke to your disciples that they should cast it out but he could not. He answered him and said, O faithless generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I bear with you? Bring him to me. Then they brought him to him. And when he saw him, immediately, the spirit convulsed him and he fell on the ground and wallowed, foaming at the mouth. So he asked his father, how long has this been happening to him? And he said, from childhood. And, and often he has thrown him both into the fire and into the water to destroy him. But if you can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. Jesus said to him, if you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. Immediately the father of the child cried out and said to and said with tears lord i believe help my unbelief when jesus saw that the people came running together he rebuked the unclean spirit saying to it deaf and dumb spirit I command you, come out of him and enter him no more. Then the spirit cried out 
convulsed him greatly and came out of him and he became as one dead so that many said he's dead. But Jesus took him by the hand, lifted him up, and he arose. And when he had come into the house, his disciples asked him privately, why could we not cast it out? So he said to them, this kind can come out by nothing but prayer and fasting. Hallelujah. Our key test, which is our theme for the entire year, is found in Mark 9.23 that says, Jesus said to him, if you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. The passage sets forth a moving story of a man who desperately wanted to end the suffering of his son. This is a man who has seen his son suffer beyond what he could bear. So he took his son to Jesus, but when he got to the place where Jesus was with his, with his uh, disciples, Jesus himself was not present. So he presented the son to the disciples and told them his story. The story about his son. And he asked them for help. And the Bible tells us that the disciples did what they could but could not help. The, the failure to heal the boy turned into a theological argument between the scribes and the disciples until Jesus showed up. The father was not interested in the discussions, though, because it did not bring any relief to his suffering son. To the point where his disappointment has festered into a full-blown unbelief. So much so that he had cast away his first confidence. The confidence that brought him to Christ. To the point where he had become a grumpy believer, even in church. Because when he got there, he had faith. When he got there, the people were in the service. The disciples were ministering and, and helping people. But for some strange reason, they couldn't help him. And he became a grumpy unbeliever even in church. Yet Jesus showed him mercy. Jesus showed him compassion. Jesus helped him and um, opened 
the door that I call limitless possibilities to this man. Even though he was angry, he was not happy. His needs were not met. He was confused. He felt disappointed. I believe that the door the Lord Jesus opened to this man that ended his difficulties and turned around his life. A life of pain, life of misery is before us. As we are preparing ourselves to step into the year 2022, I, I believe that as we step into that open door before us, we'll be stepping into limitless possibilities in Christ Jesus. So let's look at it. Faith for healing. In Mark 9, 14 to 16, and when he came to his disciples, he saw a great multitude around them and scribes disputing with them. Immediately when they saw him, all the people were greatly amazed and running to him, greeted him. And he asked the scribes, what are you discussing with my disciples? What's the matter? I know you've always been engaging me, but now you have moved on to my disciples. And um, so Jesus, I want you to look at the picture. Jesus walks into a theological debate between his disciples and the scribes. And if you look at verse 16 carefully, and he asks the scribes, what are you discussing with them? And there was silence. Nobody wanted to say anything. Nobody said, oh, because of this, because of that. The place was quiet. The place was quiet. Usually when a teacher asks a question that the class does not know, the place goes quiet. And that was what happened. Silence gripped them. Both the opposing debaters with nobody ready to tell him why they were arguing. And in verse 17, then one of the crowd answered and said, teacher, I brought you my son who has a mute spirit. It was someone from among the crowd who said, teacher, yeah. They are arguing about my son's situation. My son has been suffering and I brought him here and your disciples have failed and the scribes are arguing about it and, and, and saying all sorts of unnecessary things. So the man said, the debate was about my son. 
Or it's about my son. I have heard so much about you. I've heard so much about your miracle ministry. So I traveled a long distance just to come. I was convinced by all the wonderful things I heard about you. I knew that my worries, my problems, my tears, all the sleepless nights, the agony that I have been exposed to and my son would end is the reason I came. And if you look at verse 18, and the man started explaining to Jesus what his son has been going through and obviously himself. And wherever it seizes him, it throws him down. He foams at the mouth, gnashes his teeth, and becomes rigid. So I spoke to your disciples that they should cast it out, but they could not. In other words, my son has suffered a lot at the hands of this mute spirit. Each time it seizes him, it throws him down. He foams at the mouth, gnashes his teeth, and becomes rigid like a piece of wood. That's why I attended this meeting. That's why I attended all nations, hoping that all my problems would end. That's why I came, because I knew my son would be healed. But so far, it has turned out to be the same as everywhere I have tried before. Doctors, different medications, different therapies, many healers, many preachers, many prayers, but all have failed to bring the relief that I've been seeking for. And here I am again. Your disciples have failed me woefully like every other place I've been to. Faith tends to disappointment. And if you look at verse 19, what is he saying? He answered him and said, oh, faith let Jesus was addressing him, but addressing his disciples and, the, and, and his followers. And he answered him and said, Oh, faithless generation, how long shall I be with you? I'm not going to be here forever and ever and ever. So my, my absence does not mean that my ability to help, my ability to restore, my ability to heal, my ability to help people have curtailed. If I'm not present, if I'm not around, it does not mean that that power is ended. Can you imagine for a moment, Jesus wasn't very happy. He said, how long shall I bear with you? Bring him to me. 
the disciples were unable to help people. And they were helping people all the time. Remember Jesus would send them out in twos and go to places and they would come back and, and give wonderful reports saying that everyone, every spirit was subject to us in your name. But for some strange reason here, they have not been able to bring deliverance to this poor soul. And Jesus wasn't very happy because Jesus does not want anyone who comes to him to be disappointed. Jesus expects his disciples to operate in faith regardless of the absence of his physical presence. Why? Because of human need he came. The very reason why he came that was his mission, to bring good tidings to the poor, to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, to the opening of the prison to those who are bound. And let's cross-reference Isaiah 63, 1 to 3. Be the spirit of the Lord, God is upon me. Because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison to those who are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn in Zion. So basically, this is the reason he came. So Jesus does not want any man. He does not want any woman. He does not want any person seeking him to remain in the same inhumane condition Satan has put that individual in. Because for this reason he came to break that yoke so that people with burdens can have their burdens lifted at Calvary. Else he would not have said to us, come to me, all ye who labor and are heavily laden, and I will give you rest. So when his disciples failed, it touched his heart so much. So he calls for the boy. And he mark. 920. Then they brought a hymn to him. And when he saw him, immediately the spirit convulsed him. And he fell on the ground and wallowed, foaming at the mouth. You see, the devil is such a wicked devil. Merciless, evil, and everything that comes from Satan is like that, like the coronavirus. Everything about him is wickedness, evil, just to destroy. So the moment the boy was in his presence, there was a heart-wrenching manifestation and in verse 21 
So he asked his father, how long has this been happening to him? And he said, from childhood. If you're a parent and you can, and can relate to this, from childhood, this man and son have been going through this pain, heart-wrenching pain. But do you know why he asked? I believe he knew. But for you to know that regardless of how long, sometimes we think he is forgotten. He wanted him to know that. Yes, from childhood, the enemy gained access into the life of that boy. But every pain of suffering, every tear, every humiliation of the enemy, every trampling of the enemy over mankind is a concern to the Lord. He cares about every suffering you have faced in life from childhood. The wicked devil got an opening and look at what he's been doing to this boy. He has been messing him up with the intention of destroying him and he won't let go. The devil does not let up. The devil does not give a person a break until he destroys him. And if you look at the next verse 22, and often he has thrown him both into the fire and into the water to destroy him. That was what the enemy was after, to destroy him. He would throw him, he would have a fit and lose his balance and lose control and he would fall into the fire. And, and if nobody was around to quickly pull him, that would mean the end of it. Or in water so that he would just be drowned. That shows you how evil the devil is. And, but look at it. The father said, that it happens often, not sometimes, not once, not twice, but often. Burned in the fire, drowned in the water. Every form of destruction has been unleashed upon this poor soul, yet he's alive. So don't give up faith yet. Despite what you've been going through, you're still alive. Don't give up hope yet. It doesn't matter how long you have suffered. You are just on the precipice of the breakthrough you've been waiting for. The precipice of the breakthrough you've been looking for. Yes, and it's upon you and it's upon you now. Because the darkest hour of the night is just before daybreak. So the intensity of the battle is indicative of that your breakthrough is just at the door. Don't just give up. Don't just quit. Don't just say, I've tried it many, many times and nothing has happened. No, you are stepping into limitless possibilities. That means all those things have come to an end in the name which is above every name. So the father said to Jesus oftentimes, 
The enemy has tried to destroy them. And I'm at my wit's end. I can't bear this anymore. I can't hold on anymore. I can't live another day like this. It's very, very important. You see, people come to their wit's end. They can't hold on anymore. They can live another day like this. And that's how they feel. I don't know where to go again. Life has not been fair to me. Life has not been fair to my son. You could see and feel these things in the man's agony as he expressed to all of that to Jesus. In other words, what have we done wrong? How come everybody has a beautiful testimony? Everybody has a ring and a tone and a hue to their life, but man is blind. What have I done wrong? So faith ends to unbelief. And if you look at the second part of verse 20, then they brought him to him, and when he saw him immediately, the spirit convulsed him and he fell on the ground, wallowed and wallowed, foaming at the mouth. Do you know that this boy, the enemy, even in public, doesn't matter. When the enemy wants to destroy you and disgrace you, it is no matter where. Think of it. In public, before everybody, the enemy is just... And so the man was not sure as to what to do anymore. He's come to his wit's end. Verse 22 again. And he's come to his wit's end. And he has come to a place where the man says, I don't know what else to do. Look at it, Jesus. You've seen it for yourself. But if you can do anything, have compassion on us. If you can help, I once upon a time I thought you could, but having experienced this humiliation, look at all these disciples praying and, and look at the debate surrounding my son's trauma. My son is even traumatized being here. So I'm not sure. I don't know what else to do. We invite you to connect with our ministry. To order inspirational books, messages, and other resources, call us toll-free at 1-888-263-4272. You can also visit us online at www.anfgc.org. There you can also find a local All Nations Full Gospel Church branch in your city.